Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons in studio, joined as always by Randall Angston in the house. Up, in, in the house, in the studio, in the crib, HQ. Um, yeah, gr- quick announcement, guys. We got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking all about how to sell better, and this is such a huge topic. We just uh, we d- we do this all the time in our coaching program, where we're helping uh, gym owners just do better, right? Um, but we have two announcements to make. Number one, FitProGrowSummit.com. That's our Grow Summit coming up May nineteenth through twenty first in. Franklin, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. If you've ever been in Nashville, I haven't. I've heard great things. I'm looking forward to that. It's um, it's for for if you're in the if you're listening to this podcast, you should, you be, should at, be there. Yeah, you should be at, you should be there. I mean, basically, it's uh, we're talking everything from uh, customer experience and you know sales and and just running a gym better. Um, we've got great speakers, some veterans, uh, a couple of the Iron Circle members gonna be up there speaking, and just a lot of fun. So. Go grab your ticket. The prices will go up. It's two forty-seven a ticket right now, as of this episode. Uh, it's fitprogrowsummit.com. Yep. Check it out. Yep. Yeah. To Tim's point, I mean, th- this is th- this is one of my favorite things that we do all year. Um, if, like Tim said, if you're a listener of this podcast, you're here for a reason. You you understand that, you know, it's not always the next kettlebell cert or new piece of equipment that's going to carry your business forward. It's the business. It's the decisions you make, the systems in place, your ability to sell. Move, you know, that are going to help you move the needle forward. This conference is specifically about the business of fitness. Yes. And I, uh, you know, after being to a ton of conferences in the the industry for years, this is just different than those. Yeah. And one of the bigger things uh, that people get out of this, and they tell this story over and over in the testimonials after the event, is the networking, yep. it's the people they meet, the fact, the friendships that they make. Um, it, it's, there's nothing like it. And, you know, I know we say that a lot. That's the best ever, blah, 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 because it's our own stuff. But I truly believe that it's it's the best business, fitness business seminar, expo, summit, whatever you want to call it, uh, in the industry, period. Well, it, and I've been to all of them. I've been to Ursa. I've been to Filex. I've been to Perform Better, um, Idea. It's just not the same. Yes, it's not as giant with all these uh, equipment manufacturers, but that's not what we look for when we're in the fitness space. And we're guaranteeing the, your ticket. Correct. We're guaranteeing your ticket, guys. If you do not walk away with what do we say, five x the value? Five times the value. If you don't receive, if you don't believe you received five times the value of your ticket, granted, we're paying for two of your lunches, we're paying for some of your cocktails, we're doing some of that on top of the actual cost of the event itself, or mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the information you're receiving. If you don't feel like you got five times the value, and you bring it up to us, we're going to refund your ticket. Period. Boom. No questions asked. Just be there. You guys are going to love it. Yeah. Get your butt there. So fitprogrowsummit.com. And then anything that you hear on this episode in regards to sales, that's stuff that we talk about in our coaching program. If you want to get on that, uh, on a coaching call. Uh, Winninggym.com slash coaching. We'll take you. And then uh, we'll jump on a call. We'll go through the program together, dive deep into your business. And uh, if if we're the right fit, 
Great. help, then we're going to shake hands. We're going to run together. Great. And we'll put both of those links in the show notes so it's easy to reference. So you can just sit back, listen to this episode, and then jump in those uh, links if you want to go grab a ticket or get in the coaching program. All right. So this episode, sales, how to sell better. All right. So let me preface this in uh, general. Most fitness trainers, personal trainers, fitness coaches, whatever you want to call them, have a tough time selling personal training. There's a very few select trainers out there that can do both very well. Sure. Either you're a great coach or you're a great salesperson, but very rare. And if you have one of those guys on your team or girls, take care of them because they're, they are such a special breed. They're, they're just the slim pickings of what's yeah, out the there. Yeah, the hardest to come by, for yep. sure. And, and you, can, you can leverage their, their knowledge and put them in the sales seat. You're going to have a double bonus. So why, why do I say that trainers have a tough time selling personal training? Lots of reasons. Number one. Most personal trainers get in the business to help people, right? I want to help people. I want to go out there and, you know, you know, cure diseases and, and, you know, and help people get moved better and lose fat and everything else. They look at selling as hurting the other mm -hmm. person. I'm taking money from that person. So therefore it's not good. And, and so there's this mindset thing there. And you can speak about the mindset here in a second. The second thing is personal trainers in this industry generally don't make enough money to even afford buying the personal training they're selling. So then there's that unhealthy relationship with the money. It's like, well, you know, this is a lot of money. They feel like it's they a feel lot like of, it's exactly. And so they have a tough time selling. That's number two. Number three, um, fitness in general is easy for a personal trainer. This is their life. This is what they do every day. Um, the fact that they're selling that as a service, they may not put the value that it really deserves, uh, you know, on, on, the, on the service that, you know, the other person on the other side of the table sees. Or the, the struggle. The struggle right? they're or going like they, through. They might not be able to understand. It's almost like they take it for granted. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're yeah. offering something and you're like, well, why don't you want it? This is, every, this is everything for you. Like, don't you see what I see? But that person's in a di completely different boat, right? Because well, it's, it's everything that trainer knows. That's, that's a different than what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the trainer can get up every day, go work out. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. For the person on the other side of the table is... That's hard for them. Sure. They've tried and failed in the past. So therefore it's like, well, uh, they don't necessarily value their own service as much as they should because the person, you're solving such a big problem I for this you. other person, you. whereas the trainer may not feel like it's a big, it's that's easy. You should just go do this on your own sure. kind of thing. So right off the bat, those three things really set a, uh, you're behind the eight ball when, mm -hmm. when you're basically trying to put a personal trainer in a sales role. Um, just for those reasons. And most of it's based around their mindset. You can solve all of this. Yep. And 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 it can be done. There's great coaches out there that can sell all day, every day. Uh, but in, in general, what I've experienced is it's very few. Yeah. And speaking to the mindset, right? One of the things right off the bat that if you haven't done for your team, highly encourage, it's a disc assessment. Get to understand and know the personalities of the individuals that are in your organization. What are the other ones? There's anagram. Is it anagram? Yeah. Something like that. Enneagram. Enneagram. Yeah. Um, basically, there are different ways of breaking down profiles, profiles of the individuals. Um, you should do one yourself, right? And you, you should know your motivating factors, the areas of interest, where you excel, the, the um, areas that you shy away from. I mean, it's all based on your personality, kind of where you are in life right now. Um, we do, we've, we've done that. We typically do it about every six months because it does change and people's motivating factors and things like that change all the time. But t the reason I bring that up is typically 
like to Tim's point, those caring, giving, nurturing, um, the trainer grained as we've, we've called it before, they're the individuals who would do that service regardless of pay. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they, they're the, they're the, there are friends that like, you know, you go up to a party, someone's like, damn, my shoulder hurts. And they're like rubbing someone's back. They're like, they're always taking care of other people, but they're less concerned about what's in it for them or the business or things like that. So naturally just the motivations of that type of individual are different than that of traditionally somebody who excels at sales. Um, to his point, there's usually resistance around asking for the sale or the exchange of value taking place. Um, I always recommend the great, a great book called The Prosperous Coach. If you have a coach, if you have a trainer or somebody who's in that seat that's responsible for selling, this book will help reframe some of those um, res levels of resistance, areas of resistance, um, allow that individual, like you said, you can change these things, but it does take time and effort. And it's very difficult taking somebody who's rooted in that realm mm -hmm. and trying to make them great at sales. <clears throat> And so the one, the reason that I want you to actually do that in the first place is just making sure that you have the right people in the right seats of the bus. If you have somebody who, you know, everything just screams, this person should not be in a sales position and it's their responsibility to sell. Maybe you can do some realignment in your business so sure. that you take that role and responsibility and put it onto somebody who maybe you didn't know is rooted in that. Maybe their motivating factors are, you know, they're incentivized by numbers and moving the needle and they're more driven by that you know than they are the actual client results hey guys as you know at built to grow we're all about systems and scalability and that's why i want to tell you about one of our sponsors semi-private pro several years ago i was in our gym looking around and i noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients and i thought gosh there has to be a better way so I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we gotta find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we gotta create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. And so once you know the people in your organization, you can make sure that they're in the right seats. And then from there, you can educate and you can, you know, guide people down the path. If you do have trainers that need to sell, definitely recommend that book. Some sales coaching, you know, around that, creating some scripts and things like that. And we'll get into more. But yeah. Perfect. Ultimately, the mindset of the individual, it, 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 that is going to dictate potential for, for, I'd say, you know, 80% of them. For sure. And this, you know, again, guys, if you need help with this stuff, this is, uh, and we just did three weeks of training on this uh, in our coaching group. We have our systems, but the point is that you need to be following a system, mm -hmm. not necessarily ours, but like a, a system. Um, we, we have ours, it's called the ProFit sales system, and it's it's all based on the acronyms that, that you know, go with ProFit. But the point is, you have to be following a system or else you will never know whether or not something's working or not. 
you know, if you do it 10 different ways and five of those worked and five didn't, you're, you're up, you know, you're up against the wall to yeah. try to figure out what was the reason why we sold. Um, one of the other things I see, and this is contradictory to what many people in the industry have done in the past is I really like a private room to sit down and have an open conversation with a new con, you know, on a consultation where some, I guess, fitness professionals in the past have, have frowned on that and said, Hey, you need to be out in the open, out in the action, out in the lobby, round table, have a conversation there. Um, I I've done both. And I can be honest with you. We've done I think we last time I looked, it was over $10 million on this particular desk because I carried the desk from the other place to this place. And it's been done in an office at a desk setting where that's like what you hear is the worst thing to do. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I, I don't know. You know, case, case study here in yeah. the house yeah. says it's good. I don't care how you do the sales process, but you need to do it at the same time if it's working the it, same way every I, time. That right there is, is well said because here's the thing, guys. We could tell you exactly what to go do. You're going to go do a version of that. And maybe it doesn't work for you. Maybe something else does. But the biggest takeaway is you have to see the data. You have to do something with the data. And then you have to put that back into the, you know, correct the system mm -hmm. where there's problems, where there's opportunity. Our last podcast, we were talking about, you know, when things are good, maybe they can be great. Right. So maybe it's not challenging the things that are broken to be better, but looking at the system front to back and saying, hey, where are there areas for improvement? Let's change this. Try it. See what the data says. And if it does, you know, increase the needle or move the needle forward, increase the conversions and things like that, then go with it. But never should you be stagnant. Um, and then making sure that you are testing getting the reps and sticking to a system. The system is where you if without a system, you don't have any data. You have nothing to go off of. Right. You're literally throwing it at the wall and hoping something sticks. Yeah. And that's it, not, that's, that's not how successful businesses scale and grow and prosper. No, especially if you have multiple people doing it, right? Multiple people think about like, we've been so with, with our coaching program, with the things that we've been reading, with the things that where we are right now, I'm like stuck on data and like, like challenging the system. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want data on everything that we're doing as an organization and the ability to go back and shoot those holes, right? Go back to the systems and challenge why, why are we doing it this way? How can we do it better? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked we, from the Iron Circle, everything from EOS to, I mean, like the whole realm. But I don't even remember where I was going with that, but the, the challenge those little things, but ultimately it has to come back to the systems. Multiple people scaling your business, like eventually somebody else will be in that role mm -hmm. or that person leaves. Now that whole thing went out the window. Somebody else is there. Yeah, right. Like there's always going to be turnover and change and things like that. And so a system reduces the friction or the fire or the, the trouble when the person has to change. Everybody falls back to a system. Yep. Yep. And sales as a system is a funny thing mm -hmm. because, you know, you could follow a sales system and get stuck in the mundane of, of trying to follow the script and, and it just comes off unnatural. And with sales, it's so conversational and it goes in a million directions and you could bounce around in, so in that process and not follow it and still get the sale. Yeah. And so it's, I would look at a sales system. If you're, if you're looking to, to kind of systematize your sales, I would make sure that you hit kind of check boxes instead of script reading and, and it's it's very unnatural um, to follow a sales system in fact one of our coaching clients uh, was trying to follow a sales system from somewhere else and he was getting stuck on check boxes and not 
or are in scripts instead of checkboxes. And so like, these are like little milestones. For example, let's just put it out there right now. Um, everybody, well, you may not have, there's a book called sell anything. It's about, about the frame, the frame in a sales, uh, consultations, everything, mm -hmm. whoever has the more authority in the, in the, I guess, exchange typically wins. They call it the bigger frame. And it's about how you, uh, I can go into, a polit politic thing. I was thinking, uh, anyways, you think about when you go to a doctor's office, you're, you're like the little man, right? You go in, you got to take a seat and you got to fill out a clipboard and then you sit and wait until the big man's ready to come meet with you. But then you go in the back and you don't even meet with him yet. You were the admin <laughs> assistant getting your weight and heart blood pressure and all that stuff. And then when you finally sit down in the doctor's office, he comes in with a lab coat, the frame, his frame is way bigger than yours. And he's the authority in the room and you do and listen to every word he says. Doctor's orders, right? And you got to go do, take the prescription or lose the weight or whatever he tells you to do. You can mimic a doctor's office in your gym. And in fact, we have the doctor's, doctor's visit gym. close uh, process, sales process as part of our coaching program that really sets the frame for the person that's doing the sales. And it's everything. It, it you know, if the person on the other side of that sales consultation is driving the questions and you're not, you know, they're you're speaking more than they are then they own the frame you're an order taker yeah well if they're driving the consultation they've taken that frame away yeah. from you and so you got to get that back so you have to say you know if you're not listening and letting them talk more you're you're in a bad position so the person that's talking the most loses in a sales position it was really um, funny yesterday or this week at our coaching call tim did that he just kind of talked about it and then he just shut up and like there's like a dozen of us staring at each other just waiting mm -hmm. Waiting, and it was funny. Like there was no sale being made, and just that stale air, you could see people like uncomfortable. Like, is somebody gonna say something? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that's that's the whole point, right? Like, you're 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 that's that pause is where you, they need to step. They're gonna step in, and then you know that's where things progress from there. Yeah, but we were doing a little role play. Yeah, at it, the was, time. it was it, it was, was it was funny. pretty funny though. Consider especially considering there was no like it wasn't like they were sitting there waiting for us. There was no exchange of value. It was just the conversation about that. And even that alone still created everybody's, that. Like, yeah, you see everybody's eyes wandering around like somebody needs to say something. Then the camera goes, <laughs> then their camera goes off and they're like, has left the meeting. You know, it's funny. Um, so obviously the frame, pre-qualification is setting the frame to build rapport. You got to, you know, people are attracted to the people that, that, that they're more similar to. So mm -hmm. if you can relate to that person coming in, having that small chalk, humorous, fun, light, you know, lower the tension because they know they, if they're in there, they know that they're going to get pitched something. But if you can break that wall down with that, some, some rapport building, and there's a lot of ways to do that. And we talk about it in our coaching program, but that's, that's step two, how you do it is up to you. The point is you're checking the box, correct? the frame, you're checking the box of the rapport, and then you're checking the box of, um, uh, identifying their problems. Then you're checking the box of finding the pain. Then you're checking the box of introducing the solution. Yep, exactly. You're checking the box of transitioning to close. And then you're checking the box of overcoming objections. And, and it's not what you say, it's that you've fulfilled that, that milestone yeah. before you move to the next thing. Hey, Tim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day -day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get to, into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week Profit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. 
Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Completely agree. And that's something, and, and that is something that I think allows somebody who is uncomfortable maybe with a script or or being rooted to a script like you know they can articulate it in a different way but as long as the objective is being completed yeah that's where the power is right and that's that's really what you're driving home here is just you know you need to check at least the the objectives the mission of each of those yeah. sections not so it's not so important as the words that were used i know and that's where people get stuck especially new trainers and new new salespeople. they're they're trying to follow a script and if it goes off script they they freeze then, up yeah. and they don't know what to do or it's it becomes across extremely like unnatural ungenerous yeah in, in disingenuous or yeah absolutely the in in personal training is so personal you know you could really screw up like you could literally go off script and sit down and just be like have a conversation about them I do that all the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, you know, in, in, in reps, I think, come gives a lot of that more yeah. credibility. You know, after being in that seat so many times, where the conversation is going to go. Yep. What are the, the three objective, you know, um, objections that they might have? Like, it, it's, it becomes routine in a way. And no, when, you, when you have that glimpse, when you've been in that realm and you, you really, you have the reps the controlling the frame becomes so much easier yeah. because you, it's yeah. almost as if you know the Very next confident. thing that's going to, yeah, exactly. You're completely confident because you know, at every single step, it's this, this, or this. Right. And, and each of those, if they come up with any of those, well, I've heard those a yeah. thousand times. So my, this is how I come around. Yeah. This here's is how my we, toolbox. Let me exactly. reach into my toolbox and give you the objection uh, handler right there. <laughs> uh, and so, do not fear sales, guys. I know a lot of people shy away from it. Oh, I don't like to sell. And, and there's probably a lot of the mindset things that we talked about. One, one of the very first things uh, we didn't even mention in the beginning, you have to be completely confident that your solution is going to solve their problem. Oh, yeah. If you don't have confidence that your solution is going to you know, solve their problem, you're going to be in trouble. They're going to see right through you and you're going to see that, you know what, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm going to the next guy. Well, you want to talk about business like that's that's where you clear your calendar. You call everybody and you go, hey, guys, uh, I got to push your appointment till next week because for whatever reason. But you got bigger you know, fish to fry in your own business. If you can't stand by the results of, of what you're selling, yeah, your you want to talk about ethics. Yeah, you should not be selling in a in a position to sell something that you don't believe in that. Right. And that's really I mean. That's a hard thing to say, but guys, like internally, we all go through those little things. Like there are times where we have doubt. And we know that, you know, this isn't the best thing for this person. Should I even offer it for them? If you're finding that being consistent, you know, maybe you're programming like, you know, 80% of the way you do things is still better than how they're doing things now. And you still can feel confident in that by all means. But if you literally have resistance and internal dialogue saying, hey, this isn't really, mm -hmm. that's where you need to go start. Yeah, absolutely. Go fix the go, go fix, fix the deliverable first. Yeah, definitely. And in you know, a lot of times when you get into these sales uh, conversations and consultations, you start getting a lot of like hemming and hawing early on. Like mm -hmm. this is, I'm going to give you a little a little one liner that's going to solve this problem immediately. But uh, I'll give you a great example. Uh, you know, a gentleman came in and you know, it's like, man, this place is a lot farther than I thought. Um, man, my work is so tough man, I, my kids and my, my ex-wife and, you know, and all this stuff before you even get into anything, you stop it there. You go, Hey, Mr. Johnson, is this even a good time for you to get started in a fitness program? 
and then shut up. Watch what how they react. If they say no, well, we're done. This isn't a good time. But if they if they weren't being real serious about all those little excuses, they're gonna they're gonna sell you as to why no no this is the time for me. I'll handle it. I can get out of work early. I can do this. My kids are fine. All right. So all of those excuses that you just told, they cannot come up again because he just threw them away. Yeah, he basically just dissolved. They, these aren't real. That's just the hectic, you know, part of my day. But yep. Is this even a good time for you to start a fitness program? It's that it's the slight takeaway. And now they're trying to sell you as to why they need to be a member here. And that's huge. And I've used it a million times. And it's like great. In fact, Sometimes you just throw that in the beginning, regardless of what they're saying. Hey, so let's talk about you, blah, 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 your goals. Hey, is this, is this a good time for you to start a fitness program? Oh, absolutely. Okay, let's continue on. And then you can you basically, you kind of like, they throw all their excuses away mm -hmm. without them even knowing it. Well, like, like we were talking about, it's almost like a soft takeaway where you actually just challenge them. Like, hey, are you really committed to this? Or like, not. Do you want this at all? Because like all of that sounds just like, I mean, without saying it, like that, those are garbage excuses. Like. Mm -hmm. Let me pull this back off the table a little bit. I, we want somebody who's committed, and if that 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 little bit of pull just pisses people off, it's like the being without can't like, have whoa, it. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! I want to be I want to be in that group. Yeah. I don't want to be over here. Yeah, correct. And so, correct. Yeah, there's there's value in that for sure. Mm -hmm. There's That's all there's all kinds of stuff, and we got a good one for the money excuse. So I won't bring it up here, but you but know. the the time one was funny. We got oh. into time yesterday. Oh yeah. yeah. So we asked, we asked, uh, in our coaching group, we asked, you know, like, what are some of the most common things? And somebody said, I don't have time. I don't have the time. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I, like, I, I just kind of laughed. I'm like, no guys, that's like, that would be really difficult for me to not laugh if somebody came into a sales consultation and told me they don't have time because you're sitting across from somebody in a fitness facility. You know that the result is going to take some level of time. Like nobody walks into a gym like a revolving door walks out and all of a sudden you're smoking hot. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you got to give up some time. So like the fact, what that did you do? You, you, you walked in thinking that this was just going to be, you're going to pay for the membership and you're going to get the results. And like, right. there's no more commitment after that. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, so that was funny, <laughs> but we were just like, well, what, what did you expect this to yeah. take? You're here, man. <laughs> you know what we do. And, uh, what, what did you expect that there was going to be no time commitment whatsoever? Right. So, um, you know, there's a lot of funny stories like that. We can get into them in another show, but uh, I just really, really the point of this episode was number one, to understand the coaches that you have in those sales positions may not be met. You know, they might may not be best for that role. Mm -hmm. One, two, there's obviously a mindset shift that has to happen based on the, the typical trainer and wanting to help people versus, you know, the person that's hungry for sales and move the needle. And then number three and four and five is like, you got to follow the system every time, whether the system is your system, uh, it's our system, yours or whoever's, you have to do the same processes because if, if you don't know how the sale was made from one appointment to the next, you can't, you can't identify it. You can't capitalize on it and repeat it. And so that's, that's definitely going to be in there. And uh, number four is um, making sure that obviously that you have a place that's comfortable for that person to open up and, and really have a conversation with you. Because like you said, personal training is personal. Oh yeah. You have to make sure that they're willing to open up. If you're out in the middle of the gym floor, people walking around, that's going to be very hard and difficult to somebody to talk about how they have type two, but the real, the real motivating factors that are going to, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So all that to be said, there's a lot of work always in the sales process. You can always improve it. Coming back to our last episode, if you can improve 
anything, there's, if you do anything, you can do it better. And, and this is absolutely one of those things. Um, hopefully that, that helped you guys. Let us know. Give us a, a comment or whatever. And if you uh, if you're in, obviously you're in the fitness space, go join our group. It's uh, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals on Facebook. If you want to kind of continue the conversation, uh, that's where we kind of talk about more topics in there and do trainings and stuff like that. Cool. All right. That's it for this episode, guys. Until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies, seven figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.